You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as is always, is my co-host, Lacey Finley. Oh, happy Monday! I hope it's How a good doing? Monday. It is Pretty a good, good Monday. Pretty good. Pretty good. We're getting around. It's actually kind of exciting, but also a little sad, because it means I can probably go back to work soon. Uh-huh. I guess and, that's know. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I, uh, I'd been saying where I was like, it sucks the reason why I was off work, but yeah. damn, have I felt the best mentally in a really long time since I haven't had to go in. Um, right. But, but yeah. So, it, yeah, I'm definitely better. Stairs are no longer my nemesis, Good. although they're not amazingly fun. But, like, it's mm-hmm. just the small things. Um, but, yeah, more more Wonderful. more games to be played. So, mm-hmm. so uh, a good, good amount of time. For, for anyone who may not know, uh, I'm alive. We had tornadoes yes. last week. Yes. Uh, they were dangerously close, but not close enough to tear down my house. So Thank God. I am one of the fortunate ones outside of some of the other people in this area. And when I say nearby, I mean it literally was in areas that I go to yeah. often. Like where I work. You know, it could have been shifted one mile and that's my, why i my sent you a message been... when i heard the news i was like oh my god that sounds like exactly his stomping grounds and i freaked out i'm so glad you poked me back as soon as you did because i was like <laughs> i yeah. didn't hurt from him <laughs> i freaking yeah. out so i'm so it, glad you're safe the worst part about it was is that i did not know what was going on like i no literally sirens or was... nothing no like i i slept through it Whatever was going on, and then I wake up the next morning. Of course, we well, I say I woke up. We were awoken uh, by a phone call, and that was like five in the morning. And we're just like, "What are you talking about? What's going on?" And they're just like, "The interstates are shut down. There's damage everywhere." Bye. And it was like, "Okay." And then we start looking into it. And we're like, "Holy shit! Okay, Dang, this is yeah. bad." Mm-hmm. So it was rough. But you're and, safe. And, Luckily, a lot of my family did not get affected. I did have a cousin whose job was destroyed. Like mm. I, she sent me pictures, and I was like, "That's Damn. terrible." It's rough. Because I, yeah, it's gonna be tough. You know, on one hand, you sit there and you look at it, and you're just like, you know, I wonder what it would be like. <laughs> <laughs> right. My, my job. We got all destroyed. envision our jobs burning to the ground, but when it actually yeah. happens. Yeah, but but then then you realize well, now you don't really have any way to work and make money. So what do you do? And I understand that there would probably be things in place to you know kind of help Hopefully, employees yeah. get through it. Mm-hmm. I would hope a lot of the yeah. people around here are being decent. Uh, there are hotels who are offering free rooms to people without oh, homes. Oh, that's good. Uh, some of the hospitals are offering free health care. Uh, just oh, God. 
a lot of decent and of course everybody's donating money and, and taking up supplies and stuff like that. So everybody's being really, really good. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. I even threw in my donations. Like I went down to the store the other day and they were, they laid out a table of items to buy. It was like, Hey, mm. you want to donate, grab a little something off the table. I grabbed a handful of things and said, here, take them all. So yeah, it's, it's good. the least I can do. You know, I, I yeah. wish I could do more. I don't know what more I can do, but it's the least I can do. The best thing you can do, I guess, is just keep your ear out if there's, like, some needs that are not being met that maybe you have um, too many clothes or too many of this, that, or the other that you could donate to those who uh, are without, unfortunately, yeah. in this tough time. So, um, yeah, if that's a cause you're looking to look into, I always I always feel good about spending my money or putting stuff towards – the actual individuals who were hurt and to, to be able to lift them back up if you can. So sorry yeah, to hear absolutely. that though. And glad you're safe though, man. Yeah, <laughs> like, I just, and that, that was a, that was a bad moment for like 10 minutes where I'm like, please <laughs> just right away. Answer me back. Please. <laughs> you guys uh, don't understand. Do you see, like we talk so much throughout the week that if he doesn't answer me within about a 30 minute time frame, I instantly think something has to be wrong. Cause I just feel <laughs> I rank that high. You see, <laughs> So, and I'm like, why isn't he checking his messages? It's time for lace. It's time for me. Right. Uh, another thing I wanted to touch on real quick is I made an executive decision, and I meant to, to actually get with you about this, but you mm-hmm. were kind of I think I know what you're at, talking about, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were streaming at the moment. So, if you go to our Podbean page, everything is now officially... Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. There is no pencil and paper podcast network, so on and so forth. There will still will be that announcement, but I'm trying to find a way to bring more people to where it's not confusing. And I think I've, That's fair, I've yeah. kind of jumped the gun, maybe, <laughs> uh, trying to build something, which I still have all these podcast ideas I'd like to do and and bring out into the world but uh, this is our primary podcast this is the one that everyone has eyes on mostly so Mm -hmm. i wanted to try and streamline that you will probably see some of the other things during our hiatuses and stuff like that on here but i'm going to try to find a way to label them as bonus content or something like that so right there's no confusion i i the more i've thought about it People could be searching it, and they'll say, like, well, it says that, but then it says that, and I just don't know. Right. So it says that. Now, that said, the address to the Podbean site is still pencilpaperproductions.podbean.com. The only reason I haven't changed that is because if I do, it's going to affect everything. Right That's what now, I was wondering if it would affect those following or whatnot, you know. Yeah, it's going to throw a monkey wrench in all the other sites. At least this way, if it's out on Podbean or Apple Podcasts, Google and stuff like that, it's going to shift to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. It's going to be that wholeheartedly. You'll see it, Mm -hmm. and it may be searching for it will be easier. By the way, did you know we were on iHeartRadio? I didn't know. I did not. We are apparently on iHeartRadio. How about that? Oh, okay. Well, there. so is that another thing I should, like, add it at the end? Add, apparently. Uh-huh, we're we everywhere. 
We're you everywhere. everywhere if you didn't people. know, there is no excuse if you're not listening right now. Yeah, but now, now there's absolutely no excuse because you can find us now. This, yes, I I don't know if the change has taken place across the board, but mm-hmm. it should. So the icon will be well, different. We'll be sure to keep putting out posts about it the coming mm-hmm. weeks because I've learned you can't say a thing too much. You yeah. know, there's always going to be that one person that somehow missed that one tidbit of information. So um, how fast info travels online. <laughs> I don't blame but, them. It's just like yeah. it, it, stuff moves fast. Um, That's why so, I wanted to bring it up up top because mm-hmm. people trail off after a while. But anyway, yeah, it's it should be out there. So if you say, hey, go check out Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. Google Super Mega Crash, I guarantee you we're going to be the first couple of pages because I've done it. I've checked it. And we are everywhere. Yay. So you have no excuse not to find us on the internet. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't go. matter we what site. It. We are everywhere. So everywhere Super Mega people. Crash, boom, you're going to find us. No excuses. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what? Mm-hmm. what have you been playing? Oh my god. I wish I I wish I had happy tales to tell. Because okay. I think I've decided yesterday that I'm officially retiring from Slay the Spire for a while. Okay. It's ruining my life. <laughs> I just I I feel like I've put in enough time at this point that I just just don't apparently have the patience to really play the game well because mm-hmm. I I've noticed that if I start it over, I'm like, okay, this time we're going to pay attention and we're going to look at everything and we're going to do the math on all of the stuff and, you know, and then I'll, I'll do pretty well. So I'll mm-hmm. save it, walk away maybe for like an hour or two or something, come back with fresh eyes when there's one sequence that's just like driving me crazy and beat it again. So I finally got to the heart. This is the first time that I've gotten to like end game. Okay. And mm-hmm. this whole time that I've been talking to you guys about me playing this freaking game and yeah. I don't like the RNG at all, but I've realized, <laughs> I don't know how random it actually is. It's, I, I think it's honestly just decided as soon as you start that run because, mm. and I'm going to tell you why, and you guys are probably all yell at me for cheesing the game and I don't care. I'm going to admit to it. I'm going to admit that I do this thing and I will suffer the consequences. So by accident, I discovered if you hit save and quit in the middle of a game of a run, that when you hit continue, you're right back at the beginning of that particular mob again with like everything that you had at the start. And this okay. was by accident with me just saving it one night, going to bed and then come back out. And I'm like, oh, my God, why am I at the beginning of this fight again? Like I don't all my potions and everything were there. So, yeah. So when it starts to look like the next hit's going to kill me, I'm like, save, quit, start over, reanalyze. Like, how do we get through this? I don't care. Yell at me if you want. They made it to work that way. So I'm going to assume it's not a way of cheating. It was just a way of me to like, okay, wait a minute, come back at this again. Like, look at where you went wrong. Um, so now I've, I'm on the heart. And every time I start over, though, like the cards that were dealt to me the first time, it's always those same set of cards. So it is decided which cards are going to get shuffled where, and there's nothing I can mm-hmm. do about it. Like, it's not so random that it's just going to change up each time. But I, the run that I'm in right now, I've gone through like three hands and like all of my blocks keep getting seriously shuffled to the bottom of the deck. And mind you, every time I play a card, I take a damage, one one hit point damage. So if I have no mm-hmm. block, like if I attack, I'm just killing myself. But he's also going to hit me for 60 health points. Okay. 
So I'm like screwed at the moment because like I honestly think I'm just going to have to abandon this run because they're not putting like no cards that are helping me is shuffling to the top and I'm looking in my draw deck and there they all are. They're just not coming out when I need them. So he, the defect right now has been locked in a room with the heart for about 12 hours. They're having a stare off. I don't know if I have the courage to just abandon the run or, or if that's just where the defect lives now and will for eternity in my Steam mm-hmm. account. Um, but just rage. It's just too much rage. And I'm, I think I'm getting over it now. <laughs> I think I, I just yeah, have I- to step away. But what's even it. funnier is like I've infected my entire community with this and I apologize now to any of my community who's listening. Vaz, I'm sorry. I've seen that his life has been ruined over the last two days because Discord is constantly telling on him that he's been playing Slay the Spire and even sent me a message at 630 in the morning my time. So I know the sickness is real and I'm very sorry because <laughs> I know he's never up that early. <laughs> Chaka Goatsio, my other wonderful mod, has also been telling me how he's been addicted to it the last two days, and I'm sorry. And like two other community members have told me the same. So I created a support group in my Discord. If you would like to join, if you are one of those affected by Slay the Spire, <laughs> you can come um, to my Discord and we can all support each other and how it's ruining our lives. But that's my my one shameless plug there you go anyway (laughs) so we're there and we understand we all know uh but outside of that I actually tried twitch things again when I went on twitch last Sunday and that was a lot of fun because I haven't done it in almost a year and just the sheer volume of songs that they've added was quite impressive and it also makes me feel really old because a lot of them that were added I don't know what they are Well, like they must be the... like pop songs or something that's come out over the last several years, and I just have no right. idea. So I keep gravitating towards the like '90s section, the '80s section. I'm like, I know these, sort sure. of, you know. Um, so that mm. was a lot of fun. So GG on that. I'm impressed. They finally added Janis Joplin, and that's really all I wanted in life. So I'm, I'm good. We got two of the songs mm. on there. Maybe there'll be more in the future. The two that I wanted, in fact. So that worked out right. beautifully. Probably the only two that people really know, unless you're like a huge Janis Joplin fan, which is another mm. piece of my heart and Bobby McGee, you know. Right. Maybe maybe Zoomers. I heard that's what we're calling them now. Zoomers. Zoomers. Yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know how you kids talk. But anyway, the the, the young kids, they might know those two songs. (laughs) There's new slang for everything all the time. I don't know. We'll see. And and you'll figure out why I learned that later on in the podcast. But that's that's all I've been playing this week. Next week, I promise, guys, we're going to talk about other games out of me. Because I've just, I've got to (laughs) move on. I've got to. (laughs) But what have you been playing this week? Feel like you okay, had a nice full well, one. Yeah, I, I did. Uh, I've got two. Uh, well, I've got one I'm going to be reviewing later, which you'll probably all know since mm-hmm. you're seeing the icon and all that stuff. So I won't talk yeah. about it, but I will. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. Uh, primarily, I've been playing The Outer Worlds, and I have really got sucked into that to the yeah. point where l- last night I did something I haven't done in a while, where I've played a game. And lost track of time. Like, I was so invested in what was going on, trying to do things that I... I remember looking at the clock and saying, well, I probably need to get to bed. And let me just let me just do a few other things. And then 30 minutes had passed. And I was like, shit, all right, I got I got to stop now. Because mm-hmm. I knew I was just going to continue like that. I got to get up. Just con- <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just got to continue this and continue that. And 
you're just going to lose more and more time. But no, I'm really, I'm really getting into it. It's, it's very, and I don't know. I know a lot of people compare it to New Vegas, um, but I never, pl- I never played New Vegas. It was just, it was outside of my purview at the time of its release. I think release, it was because like I the just... developing teams and stuff like that too. They were doing a lot of comparisons between the two. Yeah. Um, the, the game is very dialogue heavy. I have noticed that through playing it. I mean, if you want a rich, complex, talkative story... There's there's no lack of it. I mean, you mm-hmm. talk to so many people. Very story rich. So much. Yeah, I mean, everybody you talk to outside of just nameless residents or workers or whatever they they label them. If, it, if the person's got a name, good chance they've got a story. They got a mission. They got so many things that they can do. And again, I cannot stress how happy I am that they've limited the scope of each planet i mean you're planet hopping but they keep it contained and that just makes it so like the the area i'm at right now is monarch which if you've played the game you know where i'm talking about is Mm -hmm. probably the biggest planet i've been on thus far but it still feels contained like it's a wider open world i don't think i would mind that though because that's some of my complaints about like open world games is sometimes i just get too overwhelmed now like i just yeah there's so much. Oh, and yeah, and th- this is not a complaint at all. I'm I'm so happy they didn't just say, "Well, we've got five or six planets. We got to build an entire planet." No, you don't. No, you don't. Just yeah. give me the area in which I need to work in, and that's all I need. Right. Because I've got so many other areas to go to, but you're keeping each area fairly contained. Like there was one planet I went to for a mission, and it was just essentially just one little block of space. Mm-hmm. That was it. It's like you go, you take care of whatever mission you got to, and then you're out. There's nothing else to see. And I was like, mm-hmm. perfect. I'm glad. I don't. I don't need anything else here. It looks like a bland planet anyway, so I'm out. And then I probably won't go back unless they yeah. tell me to. But yeah, the the side missions and stuff like that. I think that's where it gets even more interesting, story rich. Like you were saying, it's there's just everybody's kind of compelling, and then those decisions. You know, I'm very careful about my decisions because sometimes I don't know if it's going to be a bad one, if it's going to screw someone over. And they, mm-hmm. not all the time, but they will give you, on on occasion, they'll give you two choices. Like, I think I had one yesterday where it was like this guy, he was talking about his community and he was like, well, we got to get these printing presses, you know, up and running and you got to give me the parts and you got to give me the, the press and blah, blah, blah. And then the other lady who was with him, she was like, we need food. We need medical supplies. We need this stuff now. It's like, so later on, you're faced with that question. Do you spend the money on the equipment he's looking for? Do you spend it on food and medicine? And I was like, well, food and medicine makes more sense. So screw his equipment. And so far, there have not been repercussions, but I was expecting it. Because he could have been like, well, what are you doing? Yeah, because I, if you haven't beaten it, yet. I ex- yeah, I expected to get back to him, and he would just be like, "Why, why didn't you get what I asked for?" and just be mad about it. And I'm like, "Dude, food and medical—that's yeah. what you need for your community." So you don't want them to die, right? I hope so. I just I really like how it all works, and I think the one thing that got me into it more 
And this was just something that I don't know why it never occurred to me, or I guess I was just taking, I wasn't thinking about it as much, were my combat, my weapons and everything. Like, I'd been doing okay, but once I got to Monarch, I was getting slaughtered. And I was like, what am I doing wrong here? You know? And I started looking at my armor. My armor was good. And then I started looking at my weapons, and they were way underpowered. And I was like, you know what? I bet you this is the problem. So I just started, I wiped out all my arsenal and started looking at new stuff and got all these high power. And then I went back out there and started mowing down enemies. And I was like, okay, now we're good. So we got it. Now we got it. So yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing there. That's been a lot of fun. Um, but that, and that's where I've spent most of my time. I could probably talk about it a lot longer, but I won't <laughs> because I would recommend all of you go out there and check it out because it's, it's a really a Steven fun. Maybe we need on that soon too. Yeah, it's a it's a fun game with great characters. All the all the reviews, if you've seen them, mm-hmm. they're absolutely right. Yeah, it's I've just, heard it's great been things about it. Phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, now I'm going to do kind of a quick review, I guess, of the other thing I've been playing because mm-hmm. obviously I'm sure everybody who had a PlayStation yeah. 4 and has been excited about Final Fantasy VII Remake, went and played the oh, demo. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I played the demo. This is not Final Fantasy VII original recipe. This is a whole new ball game. Oh, yeah? But, yeah. Because if you expected you're, you're getting that, obviously you wouldn't because that's an old PS1 game. and right. The, the idea of what they've done is they said, all right, let's just take the base mechanics and core of what that game was story-wise, I guess. And we're going to redo all that, new visuals and stuff like that. But when it comes to combat, when it comes to all things like that, we're going we're gonna to change it up. It's going to be fresh and new. Everything here is like, I don't want to say hack and slash type combat. Because in old RPGs, you know, you'd get into a fight, you know... Mm-hmm. And then you get into the stalemate of you just like move. Okay, now it's your move. Now it's your move. Right. Here it's all real time. We're just slash, slash, slash. Oh, okay. At first, when I'm sitting there going through it, I was like, I like this. I really do. When we got to the boss, it got a little bit more confusing. You know, I think it's something that you're. As a gamer with something new like this, the only thing I could really compare it to, I guess, would be Kingdom Hearts. But I feel like there's a bit more complexity to it because I kept getting disoriented in what I was trying to do. Does it seem like it kind of plays like 15? Like their their latest, I guess, before they started remaking? Probably I I don't I've never I'm trying played to remember 15. what the gameplay I watched on that because if it was turn based or not because I feel like it was more open world kind of mm-hmm. just fighting in real time kind of right whereas and it it probably is uh, more akin to that but again I can't speak to that because I've never played it oh, um, I didn't know if you had or not but <clears throat> the, I mean the deal here is is that they you'll still have your party members and I'm. I don't know if they'll go to the three-party system like in the other games mm-hmm. or not. I would assume so because the way the combat's going to flow, you might need that. But the thing is, is that since everything's kind of in real-time combat strategy, you have to swap to your other characters to use them like directly. Mm-hmm. Now, they will they will attack you know CPU-style uh, 
and, and kind of work like that. But if you need something specific, then you have to move over to that character. You have to t- take control of that character and then make them do the thing that you need them to do. There may be settings. I didn't go into great detail with the options menus and settings and things like that. So you may be able to set them up to do things like in most games. So you can kind of control their behavior when you're not controlling them. But that, that again, was disorienting because you got so much going on. When I'm saying it heavy action. It chaotic, yeah. Yeah, there's so much going on. This robot was sitting there just like barreling down missiles. And I'm sitting there going, I'm going to die. I got to heal. And then as I'm trying to heal and I'm trying to run, I'm trying to dodge, and I'm just like, oh my God, please, just... And then I kept hitting a button, and I'm I'm sure that there are... Again, I'm not accustomed to it yet. I would be hitting buttons, and then I would just get into these menus, and I kept hitting the menu button, and then it would pull this up and pull that up, and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing. You know, I just need to keep this flowing. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was the hardest part about it, was trying to get through that boss fight. I didn't die, but it was just frustrating trying to manage all the chaos and they do have a classic uh mode i guess where it still plays the same but it's a little bit more automatic so your character stays i guess still and then you Mm -hmm. can select what you want to do and then he'll do it so it kind of plays like an older rpg but still kind of in the same vein of what you're doing so i guess that's for beginners or people who are maybe looking for something a little easier to deal with. I mm-hmm. personally don't know if I would like that because I did enjoy getting through the facility before we got to the boss fight, hacking and slashing and doing all that and really trying to feel it up because it felt natural. It felt great. The controls were solid. It was just that boss fight where I was just like, I don't know <laughs> what's going on. So I feel like over time as I play it, I'll get used to it. I'll, I'll realize yeah. what I need to do because this was just like jumping in and, and trying it out and getting a feel for it. So I don't fault it for that. It's yeah. just something I'm going to have to get used to. But that would be my only complaint for the game. Beyond that, oh my God, it's gorgeous. Oh my God. Yeah, I've heard a the... lot of people were loving it. They're pretty excited, man. Yeah, yeah if, if you do comparisons to the original, granted, I know it looked like garbage at the time and still does mm. um but oh i mean just when i was like i think i saw the opening video for it uh on ign or something like that yeah but it was just no comparison to seeing it on your system because the graphics are you know what they need oh. to be well no we're like lagging, three generations no... past that right so yeah yeah. So you're just looking at it and the, the immaculate amounts of detail. You're just like, oh, my God, that is so amazing. And then, of course, the voice acting is, is spot on. I even called one of the actors. I was so I was so happy. I was so proud of myself because we were sitting there listening to the voice actors. The guy who plays Barrett, I this is just off uh, a little off the cover, Mark. I don't know why they, they felt the need to make him, I'm Barrett. I just feel like it's so unnatural. But everybody else sounds great. He's just... Mm -hmm. I feel like they could have done better with that character. Anyway. (laughs) uh, There's two characters at the beginning. Biggs and Wedge. They're like uh, little side characters in this little group. Wedge started talking. And he just had this very familiar voice. And I was listening to it. And Katrina was sitting there. And she's like, you know, it kind of sounds like... uh, I can't remember who she 
I think she said like Seth Rogen or something like that. I was like, no, no, that's no. And then I, I, I heard something in his tone and I said, you know what he sounds like? He sounds like that guy from Breaking Bad, Weasel, Jesse Pinkman's friend. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, that's who that sounds like. I look it up. Sure enough, it was him. And I was like, yeah! Hey, GG. <laughs> so, I was proud of that. Fun. But yeah. anyway, uh, it's a fun demo for free. If it's something that you would like to check out, you even get a free theme, I think. I, that's what I heard. If you download yeah. it, you don't get it now. I think you get it later. Because I was looking for it, and I was like, where's my If theme? you buy it? No, no, no. The, for, for playing the demo, you'll get a free theme. Oh, okay. If you download it. Right. So the, they will offer that to They'll send that to you later on. You don't get it now. But, gotcha. Um, I would re- if Final Fantasy is something that interests you, uh, mm-hmm. maybe if even the combat interests you in some way, and maybe you've never thought to get into Final Fantasy because maybe the turns-based RPG is not something that's to your liking, Maybe give it a shot and see what you think. And yeah. if it doesn't hook you within that hour, then, you know. And I, I love it when they give you, like, demos and stuff like that, though. So yeah. you can't actually test it out to see, you know. Yeah. Oh, big, well, I'll, I'll go ahead and admit uh, we're going to be doing a review on that because I bought it. <laughs> as oh, soon as I saw sold. it, I was like. It worked. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, nice. I'm getting this. Because I was already, I already kind of wanted it, but mm-hmm. that just sealed the deal. I was like, yep. I, I gotta get this so, so don't bother be a review Steven, the, the week it releases got it because you'll probably be in it for a while because i've heard those mm-hmm. games could be quite beefy quite yeah beefy. oh yeah so i'm really curious to see how the i guess sections how we've heard that they're going to be broken into three parts will work mm-hmm. because nice. they're not promoting it that way have you noticed it's just like I, I will Fantasy admit I've never played Final Fantasy, so I don't know mm-hmm. that I would have put two and two together if that was different from the original formula or not, you know? Right. So I probably read I mean, about that, it, but it never like dawned on me that it was a thing. Yeah. So I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to do that because they could be pulling like a Marvel thing where it's just like, well, it's going to be a sequel, but not quite. And blah, blah, blah. it's like, mm-hmm. well, is it or not? Because this isn't the full game of the original game. This is half the game or a third of the game at least that's what we've heard parse it out in dlc or something later on i don't know which is kind of garbage but whatever if it's free maybe it won't maybe they won't charge you i don't know all this is speculation man right so we'll see about that but yeah i would recommend it if if people wanted to check it out excellent gonna say that but yeah that's all i gotta say about that nice nice good week of gaming man i promise Mm -hmm. next week i'm gonna start playing more stuff all right because <laughs> it's it's time i need to move on uh right. but in that case why don't we just dive into some news for this week news. it didn't seem like there was like a lot of huge headlines but there was a lot of little stuff that happened so there's actually a mm. good amount of stuff to talk about here and i wish i could stop talking about google stadia but i think i think it's it's reached its limit at this moment um, because it does appear that they just can't catch a freaking break. Um, As we've reported on the show in the past, Google has been having trouble securing developers and publishers who want to be a part of their cloud-based streaming service here um, because Mm -hmm. of the uncertainty whether people will actually keep their games after purchasing them since there's no download, no physical good of any kind or like a digital code. You're still paying full price for it. 
Um, and it seems that there's kind of a lack of trust that's going on uh, with Google because they have been kind of known in the past to ditch projects that they felt were underperforming mm-hmm. or not you know, just doing what they wanted it to do when it first set out, whatever numbers they were expecting. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of feel bad for those that are still probably like hanging on to those kits and 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 hoping something's coming their way. And those who probably invested real money in the hardware. Yeah. Um, I know that they, like we had reported before, giving it away for free for Verizon Fios people who signed up for that. Um, right. But I, I, I don't I don't know. I wish I had something happier to report to those who uh, were really looking forward to this service because it just mm-hmm. seems like it didn't even really get itself off the ground even a little bit. Um, even as I was looking back, it doesn't seem like the roadmap has changed too much on on all of it so i don't know i don't know what's going to happen to it man i think if if it's still around by the end of the year the way it's looking like they'll be lucky yeah i even heard on uh jim sterling was reporting about google stadia this week and he mentioned Mm -hmm. one of the problems at least from an indie developer side is that Mm -hmm. google has actually come to these developers trying to get them to come on board, but they're giving yeah. them no incentives. It's it's just like, hey, we want your game. And it's like, okay, but what do I get? And they're just like, your game's on our system or on our platform. It's like, okay. And I would I would assume it. outside of like a portion of the sales, obviously, since it's their game. So interesting. Yeah. yeah uh, he said that, you know, the AAA people, I mean, obviously they can just be like, well, it's no big deal. Here, have our right. game do whatever. But indie developers, if they're not getting any incentive for it, why would you bother? Right. I mean, it's like, because I that's a lot, a lot more of work. Still tend to forget like a lot of indie teams, man, it's all like self-funded or maybe crowdfunded, you know? Mm-hmm. So these are usually more passion projects that are made with love and are very happy when it gets released and stuff. So it, it's, it's gotta be a harder decision to make on yeah. something like that. Like you definitely want your game in front of as many, eyes as possible and as many players that you could reach but at this point in time yeah I wouldn't really see a benefit for any team to go on there but I'd have to see how the whole thing actually works out like what the perks are outside of obviously making money off of your game I have no idea what the cut is you know what I mean? Right. Like as I'm searching through it, you know, how like Epic and Steam has come out and said 30% or 10% or 5% or what you know, so it's like I don't know. All I can say is I'm 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 really sorry to those who are early adopters. I hope something changes because I know there are those sections of people who either need it or were just extremely excited for the tech. Um, especially if mm-hmm. you're one of those who gave the money and didn't get it for free because you got internet. Um, so I'll keep my eye on that space, um, and see, hopefully here in the future, we'll be like, Hey, Google Stadia, man, look how they turned it around. Cause I really do want Mm -hmm. technology like this to advance. Um, but I think it's just going to suffer the same thing we've been saying. Like it's just cloud-based ones right now. Amazing idea. Just, it's going to be a tough sell and hard to implement nationwide for sure in the states worldwide probably as well depending on your internet infrastructure where you live Mm -hmm. i feel like they really should have worked it out as a rental service not a buy thing 
Although we're looking at like NVIDIA's turn at it and all these other ones. It doesn't seem like anyone's really figuring it out just yet. (laughs) You know, even if we're tackling it from different angles. I just feel like that would have been a... I feel like the the rental or, or subscription service model would have mm-hmm. been better suited for Much something like better. this. Like a game At least pass. that way. Yeah. yeah. At least that way, there would not be the concern of, I wouldn't own my games. You just know yeah, that just you're subscribing you for the idea of being able to play the game. And then there you go. And I'm okay with that. I mean, people mm-hmm. subscribe to Game Pass all the time. They pay their yeah. monthly fee. They play the games. If they cancel the subscription, they know they don't have access to those games anymore. And for some people, that's okay. Not every game is something they want to own and have to play over and over and over and over again. Sure. I have a lot of games that are like that where I've beaten them once and they've served their purpose for me. And I'm thousands of other games to go to go play. But uh, regardless, Google Stadia... Hopefully something turns around here soon, uh, wherever the disconnect lies here on getting this going. Um, Mm. The next bit of news I have looks like that Uncharted movie is gaining some traction. So we saw this week that they uh, revealed some more castings for that movie. The one, obviously, that's starring Tom Holland as the young Nathan Drake. Um, So they have now since added to the cast. We already knew about Mark Wahlberg because we have discussed Mm -hmm. Hit length on how both of us feel on that one. Um, they've also added Sophia Ali, Tati Gabriel, and Antonio Banderas, which I think is the one probably name that most people know out of those. I did look them up. You've probably seen the other two women. Um, just it didn't click with me right away with their names. Um, but there's mm-hmm. been no leaks yet as to who they are playing in the movie that I could find right now. Um, Ruben Fletcher has been announced now to direct the film. Um, mm-hmm. Just wondering how they're going to put all this together. Cause I'm trying to like rack my brain on who like, I feel well, like obviously, people would play when I was just looking at their pictures. Yeah. Obviously Elena should not be in the game or in the movie. If, if we're I talking mean, yeah, about a young early. Nathan Drake. Mm-hmm. So she you're doesn't need early. to be in the movie. Yeah. But the other one could be, I can't remember her name, uh, his friend from part two. She had her own yeah. spinoff game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, the brunette. Uh, yeah. Yes. Good God. If anybody's been around me any length of time, you know, I can never remember anyone's name. So mm-hmm. it's no slight her. to anybody. <laughs> it's just my own working against me. Because she was, she was supposed to be an old friend, an old acquaintance. Uh, same with the guy in part two who betrayed you mm-hmm. or what have you. So... Maybe, maybe that's what Antonio will be. But, I don't know. hey, why not some just new characters since you I was going to say, or gonna... it could be a brand new thing altogether, which is what I would support, honestly. Yeah, just, just uh, we don't need, we don't need other characters. You've gotten <laughs> well, we already know how two... I felt about specific movies being turned, or uh, games turned into movies anyway. Like, this was such a story-rich thing that I've, mm. I've, I've seen it. But this is a prequel, which is the only reason why I'm like, you know what, I'm still kind of in it. Because you're telling me... Or you're telling me you're going to tell me a story that I haven't seen yet. Now, I understand there's people mm-hmm. that don't game and would probably still absolutely love this movie just as its own form of entertainment. Um, so I'm excited it's not just rehashing the games. So I will I will patiently wait and see. So obviously, we're still very early phases of getting this movie off the ground. So I would anticipate we're still a year or longer out before we hear of a release date, trailers, anything like that. So... 
But it's gaining traction, ask- so it looks like it's going to be a yeah. thing now, finally. All I ask of this movie is to just tell a good story. Don't worry about trying to fit in video game references or whatever. Just tell a story. A good story. Let other stuff be secondary. I agree. I I feel like that's where they fall. You've got the base for a really great thing here. I mean. Mm -hmm. But, uh, oh, China. Oh, China, China, China. What have they done? Uh, Man, I'm telling you, this is it's just a whole other thing when I get to read news about this stuff. So China is now taking even more measures to try and curb their population from gaming so much. And -hmm. in this case, it seems to be Fortnite in particular. So apparently the amount of time Chinese players spend in front of PCs to play games and for gambling or what have you video entertainment has been ticking off the government. And since Epic Games, Fortnite is the most popular one worldwide, China's now take actions and has put new restrictions in place. Yeah. So if you are a younger player, gamer, Mm -hmm. you already had restrictions apparently. So um, children and teenagers already were not able to continue playing past 10 p.m. on weekdays, only three hours total on the weekends. And they track this by an identification of the ID and your phone number when you're logging in online. Uh, There are going to be penalties to come out here soon with even more restrictions. So players who play for more than three hours at a time, they're going to cut your XP in half. And if you are on longer, you get a message that'll pop up and tell you, you are online for a total of three hours. Game winnings are now reduced by 50% and challenge progress has been disabled. Log out for health reasons and rest. Adequate physical activity is good for your body. So apparently you have to let at least five hours of time happen between you log in next to restore everything in the game back the way that it was. Um, And of course... Players are pissed. I mean, it's interesting, though, because you got like Tencent, who's one, if not the largest, for for games, you know. It also Mm -hmm. has like League of Legends stakes. You know what I mean? Like you kind of thrive on the fact that they're addicted to these esports, get really good and like make a ton of money off of it. So I have to, I mean, they're going to have to comply. I can't see how you tell... Winnie there that we're not gonna allow you to you know like we just got um, banned in China you just got banned in China like Chinese company I mean it's just crazy to me so I mean I kind of I wonder what this will do to sales and stuff like that so that's something I think it's supposed to go into effect probably by the time this airs actually Mm -hmm. and um dang man like, I didn't actually know all of that was in place because I often wondered, I'm like, how in the world would you even enforce something like that? But apparently you you are being tracked every time you log in to play video games in China is what it's looking like. Younger, younger players, I want you to take note of what she just said. Okay? There is absolutely no freedom in China. Mm-hmm. You are free to play if you're an American and hopefully in other countries as well. You're free to play your games as much as you want Mm -hmm. because that's the world we're supposed to live in. And there's a dictatorship out there controlling what you do. If you don't want that, go vote. I'm not saying it. I'm not saying I'm not saying anything. 
about what's going on. No, I agree saying. with you there. That's definitely something you, to remind younger people at this time anyway. We're not going to obviously go on a political rant or anything like that, but no. just. If you don't yeah, want participate something to happen. in your convictions. Yeah. If you don't want something to happen that doesn't sound right to you, go vote and make a mm-hmm. difference. Just saying. All right, I'm done. Yeah, no, but uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> obviously it's not healthy to sit there for that long, but I do not no. agree with anybody telling you how to live your life like that, you know? Yeah. But moving on, hopefully, uh, God, I hope all that gets gets situated for them over there, but unfortunately, it's uh, not looking good. Um, mm-hmm. So moving on to a happier topic, Last of Us series with HBO, eh? That's been floating around. Uh, Craig Mason is uh, just a busy, busy, busy bee this year. Mm-hmm. Not only is he involved in the Borderlands movie adaptation, but now the Last of Us series with HBO. Um, Neil Druckmann is reported to be on board this time. Um, okay. So he was the one that a couple of years ago they were going to do a movie. And he was none too happy and wanted nothing to do with it. So... I'm, I would be interested to find out what was pitched now in a series that made him change his mind because he's being reported as this is amazing. It's great. Everything's working out really well. I would, I would suggest that he is on board because they are not going to tell the story we already know. And that's good. That they are I going so. to tell something else. I hope so. I really do. Um yeah, so uh, like I said, Neil Druckmann is reported to be involved and they will work together to write and produce what needs to be done to make this series a reality. Uh, President of Naughty Dog, Evan Wells, along with Carolyn Strauss, um, are to executive produce. It will be in co-production with Sony Pictures and will mark the first TV series that Sony has uh, embarked on since they've done their um, their movie section, if you will. Uh, the series mm-hmm. at this time says it will, though, cover the original story. Um but possibly more content, of course. Um, we'll see when the sequel releases this May, if that's something that they plan on tying in maybe eventually. Um, but we got we got Chernobyl writer and Emmy Award winner Greg Mason on this project, too. So it sounds like he's just going to be so freaking busy this year. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't, know, I don't know how I personally feel about it yet when I found out it was covering the... Original story, basically. Um, so I kind of hope <sighs> I'm going to watch it, but mm. I'm just wondering how they're going to try to make this stand out from any other zombie post-apocalyptic world. Like as a game it was great. I'm just wondering on a TV series how they're going to try to make that stand out. Maybe they don't need to, because, again, I'm also putting myself in the shoes of there are lots of gamers out there or people who don't game. And would still Mm. love this story. So I know there's an audience for it. But as somebody who's experienced the story in what I feel is the best possible way since I am a gamer. And it was such an amazing game and written so Mm. well. So, I mean, I'm excited that Druckmann's on it because we already know he does good stuff. You know, Uh, but I would just I'm just curious how they're going to make it different than every other zombie show or whatever that we have already i think to do it properly they have to do what Druckmann and his team did and they have to focus on your two characters because it's their story 
with the background of an apocalypse. Right. You know, all that other mm-hmm. stuff is Like, that just happened secondary. to be the setting. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is about a man who lost his kid. Spoilers, but that's at the beginning of the movies or the game. So, if you haven't played it, And it's sorry. been a long time. We're sorry. Yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> it's so, been a, long time. a man who lost his daughter, he's trying to just get by, and then he mm-hmm. is has this young girl thrust upon him who could be essentially around the age or a little bit older than his daughter. And yeah. it's it's almost like trying to find purpose again to to have this relationship with this girl. And is he willing to give his heart over to this girl, you know, and care for right. her in a way to protect her the way he should or needs to. And that's that's the heart of the story. And that's what they need to focus on. Don't worry about clickers and all that other stuff. That's secondary at best. It really is. And I mean, one could argue that walking dead kind of operates that way where it's a story about the people who just happen to be in a zombie apocalypse so that's why i really hope there's some sort of i don't know hook or something that makes it stand out a little differently albeit i hope it's unknowns also but i have a feeling with the way things are going right now that they're probably gonna cast some like bigger actor because i feel Mm -hmm. like that's the trend right now um, I guess whatever you need to do to bring eyes to it, but I, I, I will patiently wait and see and reserve my judgments um, until then. I just, again, like I've seen that story. I love that story. I feel like I experienced it in the best possible way. So hopefully there's some new angle we can attack it from to keep maybe people who even played the game really invested in it too. I don't know. Yeah. I trust I, him. The... I trust him as a writer. So I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good series regardless, you know? Hmm. But guess what segment I'm bringing back <gasps> this week on Twitch. Oh, we haven't shit. had one of those in a while. It's a pretty big doozy too. So as the headline reads for this particular one, COD streamer banned on Twitch after accidentally firing gun while drunk. What? Yeah. So, I mean... <laughs> So he is suspended. I did watch okay. the clip. Um, I'm not familiar with this gentleman. Again, probably because I don't really have my finger on the pulse of major esports players. Um, mm-hmm. But this is a Twitch streamer, COD Trick Shotter, um, that I think just goes by his real name. All I saw was Carl Reimer. I didn't see like a handle or anything like that. Um, but has been banned and also removed, unfortunately, from his esports team, SOAR, capital S and R. So uh, whatever that says for. So yeah, uh, <laughs> but he accidentally fired his gun while live. So as shown in the clip of the stream, which was his last, little did he know, um, he was having a conversation with chats. He reached for a loaded gun that for some reason was on the table next to him. And as he was talking, he picks up the gun, takes off the gun cover, looks to the camera and says, B, bitch, say I ain't got money in a joking tone. Um, He then empties the clip that you can see him do it. And for some reason, after he did that, accidentally fired it because the clip was still in. And... um, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, he looked so shook and he just looks at the camera. I emptied the clip. I emptied the mag like he was trying to. You could tell at this point he's just freaking out. Um, 
So the esports organization he was a part of came out in a public statement on Twitter. Uh, we do not condone the actions on live stream by Carl last night, and he has been removed from the Soar Gaming roster effective immediately. Um, thankfully, no one was hurt. I mean, he had like four dogs in the background to like no animals. Apparently, I think he said his fiance was in the house. She's fine. Nobody was hurt. Um, but he was live streaming on YouTube the next day. So just since I had just read this story, I did peek in and watch for a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And if this is true, and to me, this does seem very sincere, like the lesson was learned and hard. He's come out with videos like, don't be like me. I just wrecked my effing life. I was making a living on Twitch. I was making a living doing all this stuff. And in one thing that I thought was going to be this funny joke on stream, wrecked everything for me. Um, And even the live stream was him talking about how it was stupid. He showed us a cup that it actually hit. It was like a tin to go um, coffee cup. That it went Mm -hmm. through the one side and bounced out the back. So again, the fact that everyone and nobody was hurt, no living being was hurt, is amazing. Um, Oh my God, could you imagine on stream if even, oh my God. Like my heart just stopped when I saw that it happened. Um, So Carl, good on you for at least trying to make this a teachable moment for other people. Um, Mm -hmm. He said, he's like, my God, I don't even know why I had the gun there at all this time. He's like, it's usually... He said back in his bedroom or stuff because he keeps it for self-protection if somebody tries to, you know, invade their house, which is his right to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And says he's like, that's never coming in here again. Like, and I I, I really, truly hope he's sincere. And it looked very sincere. That's a tough way to learn a lesson. But guys, this is nothing to joke around with. Like, there's some laws that, like, could have gone to jail just for firing a gun you know Mm. what I mean like just in an open space like that so but I hope it's not going to ruin his life again me assuming that he is taking this as a teachable moment and will move on with his life because he is a young kid who was so freaking dumb and got so lucky that that's all that happened yeah yeah he has to buy a new monitor but so what you know what I mean um, don't play with guns, man. I mean, no, no. he's, he's trained. He's even said like, I am trained for this thing. And I got drunk and I thought this was going to be a funny joke. And it's, it's not, he's like, I have no idea why my hand was on the trigger. I have no idea why all that happened. Like, don't do it. If you're the type that likes to do that kind of stuff when you're drunk, put that shit away, man. Don't allow yourself yeah. to get to it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying don't own a gun, but don't play with it. It's not a toy. Is not a toy. So, Carl, best wishes. Please continue on this path of using it as a teachable moment and keep that in your heart the next time if you ever think that's going to be funny or anybody out there. Um, that's my last bit of news, though, and I'm just going to run through a few quickets that we've got going on for this week. So, try to put it back up on a high note. I feel like I've taken us on a roller coaster today. You have. I'm oh. so emotionally invested right now. Clutching so your things. pearls. You don't know what to do. <laughs> um, 
But uh, first, quick it. We got a release date for Ghost of Tsushima, which will be coming to PS4 on June 26th. You can watch the trailer now. People are excited. Collector's mm-hmm. Edition bundle looks pretty good. Little uh, figurines and, of course, a fancy box set and all this kind of stuff that you can pre-order if you like to do. So, yay. I know people were excited cool. for that game. Mm-hmm. If you like uh, brutal, brutal games. Um, Another one, a new little Easter egg for God of War was just recently discovered after uh, all these years. Mm -hmm. Um, What, two years? Maybe it hasn't been that long. Long enough. But apparently a reputable modder, Lance McDonald, discovered this by hacking the PS4's game's camera, allowing the user to start and stop time freely, even during cutscenes. So upon doing this and the early fight with Kratos with Balder. Mm-hmm. He has a screen grab of Balder as he's flying off the cliff. He's flipping you off with both hands <laughs> as he's falling off. Um, the assumption is that this probably wasn't meant to be discovered, but gamers be hacking, yo. So yeah. now we have it out there for everyone to see. It's pretty funny. It's just like falling down, arms and feet are stretched out in front of him, and both hands are just up flipping you off with both fingers. <laughs> or on both that- hands was done on purpose for the oh, sure. sole fact that they were like, you know what? People are going to hack this game. Let's give them something to find. <laughs> it's like, hey, up something. yours, buddy. Uh-huh. On oh, purpose. Oh, but it was great. I, I, It's just so funny that how gamers can find this stuff so many years later even, I tell you. I wish I had mm. those skills. I'd love to be one of the ones that, like, discovered something one day. Um, But in the same vein of God of War, recent job listings suggest the God of War sequel might actually, in fact, uh, already be in the works. Um, And the rumor is it's to release for PlayStation 5. So we're not sure there's even going to be a 4 version. So that might tell you how far out they probably are looking at having a release date for the next one, which is fine with me. Make it good. Yeah, I think think they need to have a big title like that on PS5 and God of War would Mm. be the the thing to do it. Oh my God, right? I think it would look great. Okay, uh, see, uh, those who were waiting for a Valve Index, if you are listening to this early enough in the day, on Monday, you might be able to grab one. Uh, I got an email this week that the kits will be available for purchase starting Monday, or I should say should be. They did say should be, so should be. <laughs> I made sure to emphasize that when I saw that in the email. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but should be available for purchase starting Monday, March 9th. At 12 p.m. Central Time, 1 Eastern. So good luck on grabbing a kit if you were the one of the ones waiting. So hopefully you heard about this in enough time because I am sure they're going to sell out. Mm-hmm. Because Alex is very close. Is and people indeed. have probably had their finger at the purchase button for a while. So if you were met for with a, uh, I'm sorry, we're out again. I'm sorry. And I guess I don't know when they'll make more. But they're trying to keep up. Um. <laughs> One cool little thing that I saw this week, too, uh, Beat Saber might actually have a new tool on the market for players. Uh, Beat Saber has teamed up with Subpack, which is a tactile audio system. I don't know if you've seen those, like, tactile vests that people can wear in VR or wherever they're using those for. Um, Mm -hmm. So they are developing and actually have a working model on a vest that can help players with hearing impairments to play because they can feel the music. Uh, Jaroslav Beck, which is one of the co-developers of Beat Saber, who is also a composer, had started writing music while wearing the sub pack, 
which mm-hmm. the focus is the physical sensation of music through like haptic feedbacks and low frequency sound, bone conduction, things of that nature um, to allow better uh, low frequency sounds, I guess, for those who may be hard of hearing um, while uh, combining these two for himself. He thought, why not pair it with Beat Saber and open up the game to a whole other demographic of people? So um, reached out to the president and co-founder of Sub Pack um, and agreed 100%. Um, and since using it, Beck said it actually hasn't even been changing the way he writes music because now that he's feeling it more, like it's really inspired um, a new composions, I guess. And I can't wait to see what they are. And I don't even think that's a word that I just said. So we'll, no. we'll find out later on when I get told on, on Twitter. Oh, or now, or now. Yeah, I was just, <laughs> call I was myself just out there, first before like, people call the hell me. Is a composition. I don't know. I was feeling it, man. I was feeling the music. I get it. Uh, so uh, regardless, though, it's not on the market yet. Um, they have tested it with somebody who is hearing impaired, came out of it saying this was freaking amazing, that it was really, really cool experience for them. So I can't wait to see Wonderful. if this thing gets off the ground for some people because it looks really, really cool. I'm so glad um, people are doing that. They're creating yes, these right? devices and things for people who cannot play games the way the rest of us can. It's right. amazing. I love it. I want gaming should be inclu- all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I, I I really do. So so welcome to the world of uh, of that. If if I'm, sure. I, I'm it sounds like it'll actually get off the ground because they've already got like a workable thing. But I hope that Wonderful. continues to go. Um, Black Mesa might finally be out of beta. <laughs> If anybody knows Black Mesa is the fan-made Half-Life game, which has been in beta since probably Half-Life 2 was over. I don't know. I'm probably just exaggerating. But it's been a long time. Um, So right now on Steam, it says March 6th. So you should be able to play it already. Well, you've been able to play it, but now it's supposedly done. So what is that, Friday last week? Mm. I don't even know what today is. Whatever. So March 6th. Whatever. um, Go buy it if you want to. Toss your money at some Half-Life. I'm sure they uh, rushed when they heard Alex was coming. They're like, you know what would be a good time to actually release this on a banner, right? And you're probably not wrong. <laughs> um, and lastly, game collectors had a huge week. Or the owners, more specifically, of these games. Yeah. Uh, so last week, Stephen sent me this article, and holy crap... Um, I don't know if anybody's in the in the know um, that there was a prototype console for the Nintendo PlayStation, which I think we have talked about this before. We have. Maybe not as a mm-hmm. focus of a story, but um, we knew back in the day the PlayStation and Nintendo were teaming up, falling out happened, prototypes happened, but the console never actually released, saw the light of day. Right. But somebody who had that prototype sold it at an auction. And mm-hmm. this lucky owner... Received $360,000 for owning this prototype, which sets the record for the most expensive video game memorabilia ever sold at an auction. Wouldn't you love to have a few money like that? Sure. I definitely I mean, that's a good payday, man. That's a good payday. That's probably, I could retire on that. I live so frugally. Um, But I did have a couple of honorable mentions um, because also sold at this auction. Um, We have a factory sealed copy of the NES game Stadium Events that went for $66,000. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! that went for $45,600. And a later Mm -hmm. printing of Super Mario Brothers at (sighs) $20,400. 
If only we didn't just play with our games back in the day. Right? <laughs> Who would have thought? That later yeah, I mean, on. times I sit there and think of a comic book that I had, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, son of a bitch. And Why of didn't course I know? we opened it and read it like a child would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, that's what they're for, is to read things like that. But anyway... All right, but I do got one bit of truth or trash for you to try out today. And of course, as always, I forget to bring up my truth or trash tally before we start the the recording. But here we go. So everyone's getting in on this video game to movie. I mean, we're seeing it all over the place. Mm-hmm. But uh, one group for you to decide is working really hard right now on their own version. Nintendo wants in on the action. Shigeru Miyamoto, who works at Nintendo, has been working on several projects bringing more family entertainment associated with the name, so it's not only just associated with kids. So now, one of his announcements, Stephen, if you believe it, is that they are currently working on a snuther Super Mario movie. That is an absolute fact. Ooh, he knows this for sure. Mm-hmm. This is an absolute fact. Because I'll admit, even I'm not sure. No, this is an absolute fact. And I'm glad to see that um, he's opened up about doing more because I know there was drama behind that original live action one. I know it's got haters. I know it's got fans. Mm -hmm. I'm somewhere in the middle. I love slash hate it because I can respect some things about it and I can see where they were going and they could have gone. And then I see what they did and they took that hard right turn. That was a movie that was a mess. that had too many uh, cooks in the kitchen. That's the problem there. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, yeah, this is an absolute fact. It's happening. We'll see it. We'll light ourselves up. Got our popcorn money. All right. Steven, are you ready Hmm? to play? I'd buy that for a dollar. What am I going to buy for a dollar today? Three items to sell you today, my friend. Okay. Of which I think you're going to like. Borderlands, the movie, is kicking up some interest. So, of course, merch line is no different. It's kicking up per usual. We got a few Borderlands-themed objects for your perusal today to try to tempt you of some of your money. Okay. So, I have a first offering is a figurine of the character Lilith, which the website ensures me is a unisex item. They felt okay. the need to put it, what? so I thought I, I should let you know that... in case that was something you were wondering. But the, the outer material—it's a statue, right? But I love that it was on there, so I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put that on there. Sure. Uh, but the outer material is made of PVC. It stands at seven inches tall. Comes with additional accessories like her little gun that you can take on and off. Even comes with mm-hmm. a stand that you can place her in, so you can put her on a shelf for all to see. Packed with care in a window box. Steven, Hmm. what would you pay for Lilith the figurine? Well, she's not very big. 
But she does have a lot of accessories, so I'm assuming she's very detailed. And she's if this got helps, a box. I'll give you one hint because they're going to be bizarre. I converted from pounds. Oh, okay. Hmm. I shouldn't probably give you that hint, but well, I it mean, might make I it more fun to of... see what change you throw at my face. <laughs> right. So. Okay. So. But I did put the U.S. dollars in, so I'm I'm only asking you for your U.S. money. Okay. Uh, something that fancy. It's going to be well over a hundred dollars. I would imagine it's going to be well over a hundred dollars. So I'm gonna just I'm gonna roll the dice. Because, again, seven inches isn't very big, but you're trying to make it all fancy. I'm going to say $129 or $129.99. There you go. Or I should put, like, $62. (laughs) 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 All right. But maybe Lilith isn't your thing. Or you just want to collect them all. I also have a Maya figurine. You're like, yeah, no, I'm not a collector. But you might be. Okay. But I also have a Maya figurine to tempt you with. Now, this figurine is painted to detail and also very unisex. This is officially licensed, made of vinyl. It doesn't say the height on this particular one, though, but looking at it, it kind of looked like it was the same height as Lilith, so I would assume like seven inches or so tall. Mm -hmm. Um, This one comes in a gift box, though. It didn't give you a window box. So with that being said, what would you pay for Maya? I mean, she's made out of a different material. You said the other one was made of PVC, and now she's made of vinyl. And mm. I don't know the going rate for vinyl. Not <laughs> Outside of, you know, <laughs> a $30 record. Um, whew. Let me see. I guess I'll go down since we're not putting... Again, I, I'm sure the cost of vinyl could be less, could be more. Dude, I, I know the know. agony because I have no idea either. Uh, $79.99. I'll, I'll make her cheap since she doesn't have a box. There you go. It's <laughs> just a gift box. Why can't we have mm. a window box for her? What a window now, box. I know. Well, I guess that's if you're like, I'm assuming you wouldn't want to open it. So the window box would be to display in said box. I don't know. So you can get that $400,000 payday in 30 years or something. Mm-hmm. Um, But now that you have your figurines, you might mm-hmm. need something to take them home in. Well, I have just the thing for that, too. So I'm introducing to you the Clap Trap Shoulder Bag. It has a one and a half star review under its belt. I mean, it's the only review, but you know. Um, How could you be steered wrong? (laughs) The shoulder straps are adjustable and padded for your comfort. There is a side pocket provided, a pen pocket, a pocket with a zip fold underneath, because it's one of those that just like... It's like a hatchel bag where you can lift that flap up. Mm. Um, You also have a zipper in the front of that same flap. There's a main compartment that has a separator in it. Two closable interior pockets. We're talking pockets, people. Pockets for days. You will never find your stuff again. You will (laughs) never find it in this again. If you want it safe, buy Claptrap. So each exterior zip closure also has the Hyperion Core logo for your viewing pleasure. What would you pay for the claptrap shoulder bag? I mean, it's a purse. Um, yes. So <laughs> you can call it a shoulder bag all day. It's a purse. Uh, I got to make it manly. There's a lot of pockets. It is yellow. I mean, is that and a manly it's yellow. color? Uh, I don't know. I guess I guess I shouldn't be. That's considered sexist, right? Assigning colors to. I really don't to, care. <laughs> I'm not offended by it. So no one should be. 
Uh, and uh, unisex. And unisex. And it's unisex. That see now this <laughs> makes unisex. sense. Okay, this makes right? sense to be unisex. Men, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna admit this right now. You you've heard people say, "Well, I'm I'm not a girl. I don't carry a purse." I may not have a purse per se, but I have a purse. Okay. I have a bag that I take to work every day that has uh, my, you know, headache medicine, but a briefcase vitamins, is manly. you know, headphone. It has all my stuff in it. Bills. Does it have your hair I have brush a purse. and chapstick? Okay. I admit, I have a purse that's just a shoulder bag, but it's a purse. It's, it's a purse. It's just practical. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I'm you guys, gonna, I see you struggling to shove everything in your pocket, and then you got to, like, sit down and drive. Like, you're going to have right. back problems, yo, sitting on half your butt for your whole mm-hmm. life. I, I I feel like it's the smartest thing that ever happened is to have a purse of my own because I can just, everything I need goes in the purse. Yeah, yeah I'm saying it. At me. That's, Fight me. I don't give a damn. It. Anyway, it. Uh, so it. this... This thing, uh, this canary yellow purse from Borderlands. Claptrap <laughs> s- yellow. Okay, claptrap yellow. <laughs> I don't know uh, if that's a thing. $49.99. $49.99. All right. So, Steven, I will gladly accept your offers. Okay. <laughs> You're going to be a little surprised at some of these. So, All right. on the Lilith action figurine, which you said mm-hmm. you would pay me $129.99 for the sake of the game. Sure. Um, but you could get a lot of them for that price. You're only really? going to pay $36.21 for Lilith. Oh, wow. Okay, so I really overshot it. I thought she was going to be fancy. I probably would have said what you said, though, because officially licensed and like all that kind of stuff and not being a mm-hmm. collector. We've heard me play this game in the past. <laughs> I like to overshoot. Um, but now for uh, Maya... You said you would pay $79.99 for Maya, but mm-hmm. you would only have to pay $54.32. So she is See, a so much she, more expensive. So I was, I should have thought about that. Vinyl is more yeah. expensive than PVC. It makes sense. Yeah. I don't know why it I would, undershot her. It, it was the glass case. It was the glass case. I think it was case. the accessories and the box and the stand, like all the extras that came with the cheaper one, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, you can carry all that home in your claptrap bag for only $42.68. So you really weren't too far off on that one. Yeah. But the conversions always came to weird change. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll gladly take your money. Here, you can, I'll even I'll throw in two of Lilith since you were so oh, generous. Oh, wow. I don't want these. <laughs> <laughs> Go sell them on auction eBay. later on or something. <laughs> yeah, I'll say they're one of a kind and then sell three Set. of them. <laughs> Make sure it's unisex, guys. We don't have a lot of those figurines out there. All right. Let's play Name That Game. Woo-hoo! All right. Oh, man, got- you have no idea yeah. how perfect it was. I think it was last week or the week before. I don't remember. I think it was last week. It was just, it was so, I had to do nothing. I had to do nothing. Our I just dance was in. just so Boom. on it, man. It was Tell on me. it. We're feeling the music. We're in it. We're in it. I got three for you today. Woo! But this first one came with a disclaimer. Okay. This game is a work of fiction. 
Names, characters, places, and events are the products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance mm. to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental. <clears throat> now I'm curious. With that being said, our dear Tsar Vladimir adores morning runs. One day, having started his regular running, he finds himself in the center of the Navalny's protest, who is supported by the U.S. State Department. Evil and spoiled Zoomers, children of corrupt officials using some sort of stewed fruit are trying to destabilize the situation in our society. The protest is the main weapon. So let's help our dear Vladimir run this way through 2% of crap that bothers him. Running forward, you need to dodge the young morons. Losing his clothes, Tsar Vladimir gains the support of the adult population. Stripping himself, the hero demonstrates that he is the most honest and worthy ruler who has nothing to conceal. Having received the support of the oldest generation, parents, grandparents, teachers, and professors, the Zoomers will lose their strength and Vladimir will gain power. Good luck. Minor nudity, which contains Tsar Vlad without shirt and some other clothes, very minor, no fully naked people are to be designed. Steven, is this game? A, Zoomer Runner. B, Vladimir Vanity. C, Put In, Run Out. Or D, Sexy Sar Vladimir. But everything starts with a T. Everything starts with a T was just for your info. It doesn't actually say that. Like, Uh, Sexy Sars Vladimir. Which is completely made up in this author's mind, not based on anybody alive. No, that yeah, that that was. Why are there so many games about Vladimir Putin? Why are people making games? I don't know. I don't know. It's like Maybe every it makes week, him mad, a new one. and it's like their way of digging at him. I don't know. <sighs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, they sold this one pretty well to me. I'm not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with the one that sounds punny and stupid. Uh, put in, run out. C. His answer is C. Put in, run out. And you would be correct, sir. Put in, put out. Based on nobody alive ever in history. Yeah, nobody. (laughs) Nobody. Schmucks. I don't know anybody who could resemble that at all. Your next game. If I can read this, I have chosen one that might be a little hard. Player character is woman called Ivanka Horny. She's only mission is to fight against hungry zombie men's and kill them in different arenas levels. So find and kill all men enemies and finish levels. Play as woman and fight against hungry zombies, hungry men's in different minor levels. In this meme fighter game, player mission is to find zombies and other enemies in different levels. Game contains level ups. Player Avanki Horny can get more XP and different super combo attacks during game when killing men enemies. Total, totally player can achieve four super combos. Is this game... <laughs> had to really pay attention a Mm. horny fighter b ivanka versus zombies c horny memes d woman and fight wow 
They're all terrible. <laughs> uh, You're not wrong. So just just a just <laughs> I would a take offense, but you're not wrong. Just a thought. Mm-hmm. I would I would really like to think that this guy got the name Ivanka from somebody that's not who we know it is, and and it has a smexy blonde. But I'm not gonna put put the idea in anybody's head. And I would also like to think that he came up with the name Hornet or Horny. Because he remembered that character from Laugh-In that Artie Johnson used to do, Tyrone Hornet or Horny. There was a joke, a wink, a nudge. You know, the mm-hmm. little old man. Did you, did you ever watch, watch Laugh-In? No. Okay, he I, did I this mean, I know the, the show and everything, but I never watched enough for like any of it to jog well, my memory. If, yeah, he, he played this little old man, Tyrone J. Hornet, and he just... <laughs> and then he'd come and harass Ruth Buzzy. And I can't remember her character's name right offhand. But yeah, I would love to think that they came up with that as a homage to that. But I know that's not true because, come on. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm sure everyone one, out there is like, what is laughing? I'm the old right? guy. Sorry. I at least knew that. I at yeah. least knew that. It's a great show. Uh, hmm. Uh,. Ivanka versus zombies, B. Ivanka versus zombies, so B. And the answer is A, horny uh, fighter. God. I thought you were going to talk yourself into it. I really was. I was like, listen to him, man. I don't know if you were onto something because, again, I don't know the reference really, but maybe. Horny fighter. Why would you even call her Ivanka if you're going to call it horny fighter? I don't understand people. Maybe they're hoping, you know, when they're looking through steam, Ivanka won't be like, oh, look, that's me. I don't know. I don't know <sighs> but I have one more game for you today. All right. Want to let off some steam? Sure. This game is for you. Knives, submachine guns, flamethrowers, a tank. Which method will you choose? This is a relaxing game. Where the goal is to gain maximum gold coins by hurting your doll. With these coins, you can buy weapons doing more damage and therefore more gold. But you can also buy equipment for your doll so that it has flow. This doll will make fun of you. Show them what you're worth. Is this game A, Voodoo Doll Gold Rush, B, Kick the Puppet, C, Maim the Marionette, or D, Sock Puppet, Sock, I can't even say this last one, Sock Puppet Sucker Punch. God damn, that was too hard. <laughs> I'm, su- I'm surprised that you didn't have uh, I Am a Sadist as a title, because what the shit is this game? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This one got me by the icon, so GG on that one. I was like, what is that a picture of? Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to roll the dice and say, kick the puppet, whatever that was. Your answer is B, kick the puppet. And you would be right. Woo! Kick the puppet. Two out of three today, baby. Did all right. I'm doing my average. Did all right. Did all right. Trust me, there's more games to get added every week. I'm not at a lack. Um, But that's all right. Oh, go ahead. 
Oh, I was just going to say real quick sidebar. You mentioned Knives, and then my head said, Knives Out, that movie. Have you seen that? That's a pretty good movie. I have not. Just going to throw it out there. I'm a garbage person for not doing that yet, because I've heard it actually is really good. No, I, I would recommend I need it. to sit down and focus. Throw One of these days, I've been suggested <laughs> so many shows that I need to catch up on and everything, and I'm telling you, there's all these games to play, guys. I want to keep making content. It's hard. Yeah. But that's all I have written for the show today. So our headliner is going to be Steven. With a review on a game. Yes, I'm doing a review. Yeah, Uh, I'm kicking it over to him. As as I kind of mentioned early up top, there was another game I was playing this week, and obviously you should know by now what it is, considering, you know, it's Mm -hmm. on the icon, or at least it should have been clear on the icon. But we are talking about Blood Roots. Uh, Blood Roots recently came out on uh, February 28th. I think it was. I'm sorry I didn't write that down. I'm trying to remember by memory. It was a Friday. Uh, Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So, and we were going to talk about it last week, but we couldn't because... Well, we could have, but we didn't because we wanted to focus our time on uh, Mr... Oh, gosh. Hashimoto? Is that right? Yes. Sorry. About the Konami Uh, code. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, about the Konami code. So, we kind of shifted gears a little bit to do that. But now we're going to talk about Blood Roots. Uh, Blood Roots, if you don't know, is developed by Paper Cult Games. The story revolves around the character Mr. Wolf, who is seemingly killed by Mr. Black Wolf in the prologue of the game. However, Mr. Wolf survives, and now he's out for revenge, looking for Mr. Black Wolf, and he's plowing down uh, his old gang that he used to hang out with, like Mr. Uh, uh, War, uh, not Boar, oh, no Mr. Boar, huh? yeah, or or Miss Bison. Miss Crow, and he's just, he's trying to find Mr. Black Wolf, and, you know, they're just tearing into each other, so that's a very, very thin take on the story. I'm just trying to kind of give you a generalization uh, Mm. of what it is. There's a lot more into it. It's very dialogue, I won't say outer worlds dialogue heavy, but there is some text to kind of flesh out the story story and the characters. Yeah, so it's not just uh, blood, guts, carnage, and mayhem, and all that. So, um, I'm going to talk about the good. I'm going to talk about, uh, I guess, the bad, so to speak, if there is any. Which you know, I think every game has a, a few flaws here and there. Sure. Uh, first of all, and, this and, was a and game. As reviewers, we're supposed to try to look for that too, yeah. <laughs> as best we can. I guess. Now, if anybody remembers our pack show from last year, this was a game that I did speak about because I got to see it at PAX East last year in the PlayStation booth, and I think they had a few other booths lined up uh, elsewhere. That's just where I happened upon it. And then they had their little indie booth. Uh, this was just... There was something about it. It was so unique. It took me a minute to kind of get my bearings on it when I played it there, but it was just like, oh my God, this is this is something good. You know, this is something that's really got my attention. And if you want to hear what I said about it back then, go, go listen to that episode. I'm not going to repeat yeah. it here. Because now I'm going to be talking about it for real, in the flesh, in full. Um, there you are. This game, <clears throat> and I think this is exactly what latched me into it initially the game is very similar to hotline miami and when i use that comparison i mean in the sense that it's one hit death it's constant chaos you know i mean you can kill your your enemies with one hit but they can hit kill you with one hit and it's just you've got to be strategic you've got to be fast you got to know exactly what you're doing you just boom 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 so you've got to go you got to be focused 
And so it's skill and strategy. And I would even say to a point, even with with uh, Hotline Miami, kind of, there's a little bit of pacing. Like you can go in and, and kind of barrel down a little bit more. This game doesn't really give you time to strategize. You, there are times you can kind of stop and, and have a moment to kind of figure out what you need to do, but a lot of characters are after you at all times. You make one wrong move, you miss a character out of the corner of your eye, maybe he's behind you and you take a hit and you have nothing else, they're going to come back and they're going to hit you from behind and you're going to be caught off guard going, God damn! So you have to be cognizant of everything around you. That's how chaotic this is. That's how intense it is. You have to know what's going on around you at all times. So there's very little time to really catch your bearings and plot now the more you die <laughs> which you will do yeah um the more familiar you are with the situation the setup and and trying to figure out what you need to do now there are numerous ways you can approach each area and how you fight and i think that's a lot of the beauty of what this game gives you is the main thing that really stands or makes this game stand apart to something like hotline mammy is granted it's not top down or anything like that. Um, it's your methods of killing folk. Everything, well, I would say just about everything is a weapon. Everything oh, nice. around you, whatever you come across, you wanna you wanna hit somebody with a with a plank, grab it. There's an axe. There's a sword. Uh, hey, you know what? I'm gonna slap this guy in the face with a fish. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna <laughs> stab him in the nice. eye with a carrot. I'm gonna do that. There, everything around you. There are so many weapon choices, and each one uh, can be unique. So it's not as if, oh, the carrot and the the axe are going to kill the same way. They're they're different. So swords, they kind of give you this darting attack, so you can like swish swish swish. So you almost turn into a ninja. Uh, there are ladders you can spin around and then use to catapult yourself into the air. Uh, wow. There are fireworks that you can just burn characters. There are lamps you can just toss like bombs and it'll set things on fire around you if there's grass nearby and then I can wipe out an entire platoon. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all really strategic in a way, but they give you numerous methods to whatever you want to do. Any, there like are so many ways, ways to attack to the problem. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. And, and I cannot think of a moment in the game there was a, there was one moment where I was thinking that I was going to be stuck in this way, where I, I couldn't get up to an area, and I just dropped down there, and I was like, "How am I going to get back out of here?" And then I started looking around. I found my way out. They don't, from okay. what I've seen, they do not put you in a situation that you cannot get out of. So that's one thing I was trying to to be very cognizant of as well when I was looking at it. But everything is well designed. It's got great controls, but I would almost say, I don't want to say it's bad in this way. It, it, it could be, the controls are so good, they're almost too good that you can kind of overshoot. You know, say okay. say you're, you're trying to get over to a platform, because one of the things you'll probably do more than anything is make one wrong move and fall off a cliff or fall off the side. So if you, are doing something with a sword that kind of gives you that darty ninja move. You could go mm -hmm. slightly over and then fall right into the pit after you killed somebody trying to get over a, a gap or something. You're like, son of a bitch. So 
you can overcorrect, you know what I mean? And then yeah. find yourself killing yourself. So that's that's one thing I've you... have done on many games. Yeah. And and it's it's one of those tropes that we've seen. So, I don't, again, I don't want to say that that's a bad thing. I guess it adds to the skill level is trying to think about where to aim on that. Attention. Yeah. So, but it's very, very tight controls. They even have some solid platforming in there, which I didn't expect. Because, it, oh, yeah? you know, you, you see yourself just going plowing through killing people and you thought that's all it's going to be. And then they add these little platforming sections in there. Like there was this one spot, I think it was in level two. I can't remember the, the actual level, but it was in act two. And you uh, pick up a firecracker and you can use it to kind of jump and float, I guess. You know, kind of use it to kind of, you know, balance yourself. And there are so many other games that kind of do this thing, too, where you have to go through a tunnel or something like that. Don't hit the spikes, and, oh, something's coming at you, and it's going to kill you. And you've got to navigate through this cavern and and try to get through there. Mm -hmm. There was a whole section like that where you're just trying to make sure you don't hit the saw blades, don't hit the the ceiling, don't hit the the floor and whatnot. And I was just like, oh, my God. But the controls, again, this is where the controls being very precise Every little touch. If you hit too hard, you're going to go up too high. If you tap that button ever so slightly, you're just going to flutter. So the controls, again, being as tight as they are, it's perfect here. You just have to be aware of what you need to do. Don't overcorrect. Try to try to stay right. within the range of what you need to do. So I, I have to give it a lot of credit for these ideas. And even in saying that I say it's a lot like Hotline Miami, another element that they do that's very similar to that is you have a scoring system. You know, however well you do, time, speed, kills, whatnot, you get an A to F grade, S grade. Sure. I, that's another one. I, S, I've, yeah. I've not gotten a lot of those. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I know the feeling. But they do, uh, there are ways to earn different pelts. So, like, you wear a white wolf pelt and you can earn, mm-hmm. like, I think I've gotten a, a bear, a fish, maybe. And there's there's so many others that you can do. And then, of course, they give you different abilities, which then you can go and replay other levels with those and try to improve your score. So, that that's very much like Hotline Miami. Yeah. But, again, in saying that, don't, don't misinterpret that as me saying, oh, it's a Hotline Miami clone. It's not. Okay, it's very much its own game. That's just the only game I can think of that's similar in in sure. the the way it operates or the way mm-hmm. it plays. Beyond that, the game is its own thing. It really does stand. It's got its own great art aesthetic to it. Very kind of uh, it's a, it's a, it, Samurai Jack was was a very uh, good example. Someone kind of threw out there about the art style. If you've seen that old uh, Cartoon Network show, mm-hmm. Samurai Jack. There, I guess that would be a good way to kind of describe it in a way, but I wouldn't say that specifically. There's just a similarity there. Okay. Uh, but it's a very beautiful thing. Hotline Miami had, you know, the techno, techno beats, the oh, great yeah. music there. Amazing this does not have the... Oh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the same techno beats, obviously, but with its Western aesthetic that it's really kind of aiming for here, the music plays on that, so you have guitar you have uh, harmonica you have a lot of that western style music uh whistling which was i thought kind of a nice little thing that i didn't even think about yeah but 
it's good tunes that works for the situation that you're in. So you're you're going to be caught up in the music. You're going to be caught up in the fights, and you're going to be like, yeah, 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 I'm in it, I'm in it. So as you continue to die, and as frustrating as I got, the music would just kind of keep me in it to just be like, I'm I'm, I'm with the beat, I'm with the wheat, you know, just keep mm-hmm. keep pushing forward, keep pushing forward. Um, now I would say that the game is fairly short because it technically only has three acts and about five levels per give or take. Uh, I think okay. maybe even the, the boss level might considerably be a bonus sixth level. And there are bonus levels, too, where it kind of challenges you. It's like, hey, go through and hit all these dummies within a certain amount of time that you can do. I haven't quite figured out what triggers those, if it's something that happens after each level or if it's just something they kind of threw in here and there. I wasn't mm-hmm. sure about that. But uh, it can seem fairly short with that being said say only technically 15 levels or more ever so slightly but you're going to be playing you're going to be honing your craft to the point where you're going to get a lot of time out of it so don't think if i say oh there's only like 20 levels oh well that's not trust me you're going to want to you're going to easy breezy 20 levels no you're going to you're going to have some issues (laughs) um and, and before I get off of things that I really loved about the game, I just wanted to touch on this. I looked through some of the trophy lists. There was one trophy. I don't know if you'll get the joke, but as soon as I saw it, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's funny. It was a trophy for 50 deaths within one room, and it was labeled Ned Ryerson. Do you get it? No. Oh. I... Uh, Groundhog Day. Oh, yes! I was like, why? 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 And like my Phil? brain just wasn't working. Yeah. Oh, that's Phil? Funny. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's clever. I was clever. like, that's, that's clever. Now, that being said, I have praised this game a lot, but I do want to touch on a few things that did kind of, you know, play on my, my nerves a little bit. Uh, the difficulty level was up there a little bit. And when I say difficulty level, I do understand that Hotline Miami when I'm doing that comparison, was not easy. It was very difficult and challenging and whatnot. There were just things about the way they lay it out, and I don't want it to sound like I'm being pissy about the difficulty level, but there are just... Sometimes you just you die so many times, you're just like, why? 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 <laughs> and then you eventually get through it, and you're just like, I just, I just needed to, to, to look at it a certain way. Yeah, yeah. So... I don't want it to sound like I'm criticizing the game for being hard. I just understand that there is a difficulty curve on this game that you like have to... Like, you probably to... will get salty at some point and just yeah. have the presence you... of mind to step away for a minute if you need to and re- reassess. Yeah. Because the it, all the levels are doable. You just have to know that you're going to have to to really think about what you're doing and strategize the situation because it... it it can get frustrating, so be aware of that. It is difficult. The The boss battles, I've done two so far. I will say that I have not completely finished the game as of yet, but there were two boss battles that I've done. The first boss battle was like you're you're running through this. I mean, it's almost like they're, they're putting you through the gauntlet. So this guy's shooting stuff at you, throwing stuff at you. Enemies are everywhere, and you're just having to keep moving and keep moving and keep moving and trying to catch this guy. And he's throwing everything at you, and there's just so much chaos. I was just like, I'm not, I'm not going to get through this. There was a literally a point where it was like, I just, I'm not, never going to oh, get through this because of my that, God. Then, dude, I don't even know if I should bother. It took well, me like 10 years to finish Cuphead. <laughs> well, see, I, mean, I don't I know if it, it would be. Dang it. 
I don't know if it w I would consider it Cuphead difficult, but that's that's a there's an unfair comparison okay. there to different different types of games. Uh, okay. But it that was frustrating. Now there was the second boss battle. It was difficult. Don't get me wrong. It was challenging, but. I enjoyed it more because of the way they kind of laid it out. Because instead of doing a run and gun trying to catch this guy, they laid me out in an, in an arena. There was a lot of in there. Uh, and so I had to beat this the, the main enemy, but they would lay out weapons at my disposal. And I just had to get to the weapons, dodge what she's throwing at me, and then get a hit in. So it was essentially well, just that does looking sound around. Miami E right there, though, too. I can remember. Yeah, yeah in a way. <laughs> but the way the way it laid out, I I had more fun with that one. I was like, all right, what do I got to do? <laughs> and I was just just trying to keep moving, keep it. And it really felt like it tested my my platforming abilities to the point where I was like, I felt good when I got her, and I was like, yeah. So again, it, there there might be a a fun level that differentiates to some people. I, I personally enjoy that. Some people might have enjoyed the, the first boss battle. I don't know. Uh, but outside of the difficulty level, and again, that's a nitpicky, depending on, I'm just, I'm making you aware. Just be aware. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy game. Right. Uh, you will test you. So uh, I did come across uh, some bugs. I literally actually had, uh, like when I first loaded the game, there's a, an axe in the bottom where you kind of see it. It's supposed to be like your loading yeah, icon or whatever. It literally froze at one point for just a bit too long. And I was like, did the game... Hello? Like, I wasn't sure what was going on. So I reloaded the game just to be sure. And then kind of did it again. But then it kind of sped up a little bit. So at the beginning, it seems like the load times were a bit excessive which kind of bugged me, you know, I was just like, I don't, okay, so I, I just tried to let it go, because once you actually kind of get in the game, it was fine, but then there was a level, I think it was the second act, third level, where I literally came into contact with a game-breaking bug, like, it started clipping so bad, I, there was no way to finish, like, I, there was no way, I could not play the game, how bad it was clipping, because you need oh, to be able to know and see yeah. what you're doing. And it, there was just no way. And I was like right at the ass end of the level. like Because when I finally did get through it, because I turned it off, came back to it, and then beat it. Like I was right there. If I would have just gotten through that, oh, wow. boom. It yeah, you would have done. Mm. Uh, luckily, I was able to get in contact with the devs on their Discord. I let them know about it. They said they were aware. There is a patch coming for certain things that have been complained okay. about, uh, bugs and stuff like that. PC already has it. Uh, consoles, okay. it takes longer for patches to get approved. So yeah. it's coming, hopefully this week, but mm -hmm. we'll see. So they're aware, and they were very kind about it. And you know what? This is also a learning lesson because when they were just... The, the developer who responded, he was very kind. He was like, you know, I apologize that you're having this problem. And like, he was just really, like, he, he hated baby. that I... He's sad yeah, that he, you're having problems with it. Yeah. Yeah, he was just like, I really hate that you're, you're having to experience that. I, you know, I wanted you to enjoy this game, yada, yada. And I was like, dude, no worries. I just wanted you to be aware. And, and you know, everybody out there, if your game doesn't work and you have access to, to let the developers know, don't be a dick about it. Just let them know. Right. I, they don't. They don't want their game to be broken. 
they want their game to be flawless for the people to play, just let them know. And that's what I did. And I wasn't going to be like about it. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't going to be like, well, I paid X amount of money for this and I I demand better. Dude, I understand. It happens. Bugs happen. Just he's aware. So as I as I critique that, I'm just I'm I guess I want it to be an awareness. If you were to go out and buy this game right now, be aware that bugs could exist. But the developers but are, are aware, and they are working on it. So um, I'm I'm excited to see that. I was glad to, to that I got a response from them, and they were very kind about it. Uh, they seem like really good people. Again, I don't I don't want to say that this is a hotline magnet clone. It's really not. Right. It's it's much in the same way that you know Mario and Sonic could technically be considered the same type of game, but they are not the same. You see what right. I mean? They're both platforming games. They're a unique spin on it. And it's, exactly. Yeah. exactly. So I would definitely say that this is something in that realm. Uh, I definitely recommend this game. If you like a challenge, uh, there may be an easy difficulty, but I'm not going to swear to that. <laughs> I don't even know how or you can maybe make it eventually. easy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't think this is a game that was meant to be for that. This is for somebody who can who can do platforming, who can do those kind of quick, fast, lightning, fast skill uh, sets. If you if you like a challenge, if you like a game like that, um, I would recommend it. I, I, despite my frustrations, it has not made me put it down. I have played games right. that I've just said, I'm not playing this again. This is stupid. <laughs> it's this yeah. is not a poorly designed game. This is a well designed game with challenges that have been well designed and test my skills. And sometimes my skills just need to be poked a little bit until they get to where they need to be. So, I recommend the game. I, I highly recommend Perfect. it if you love a good challenge. Excellent. Now, my take. it does sound like a lot of fun, <laughs> man. It really does. I, 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 I don't have those skills usually, so mm-hmm. if I if I do, I usually am struggle busting through those games, but I've had them still hold my attention even if I am MFing myself every 10 seconds because I'm going to keep dying, you know? But I feel like right. I'm so much more satisfied when I beat something like that because it's a little bit out of my skill set. I'm like, hey, I did a thing. I like hey. I learned and I figured it out, you know? <laughs> well, excellent. So go poke them on Twitter, guys. Join their Discord if that's a game that you uh, were interested in. And hopefully now you're even more so. If you were on the fence, hopefully Steven's either convinced you uh, one way or the other, however you feel yeah. about your video games. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's our show. So thank you so much for listening. You can hit us up sometime on uh, Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. You can send us an email at SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram to view the weekly icon art that Stephen puts so much time and love into. And you can support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform and even going to Patreon.com slash Pencil and Paper Productions. I'm assuming that stayed the same, of course, because it is the Mm -hmm. YouTube. Um, You can tell your friends to find us at the... What am I saying? Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo Podcast now, which you can uh, find on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and even iHeartRadio, I am told today. And you can also go to YouTube.com forward slash Pencil and Paper Productions. And again, thank you for listening. I am Lacey O'Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on.
This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.